Hey, kid, you're a night owl, right? That would be fair? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't stay awake very well anymore, but yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Has it changed for you? Like, you're, you're 23, so you're young, so people would say you're a night owl, because young people typically are. But yeah. because of circumstances, you can't be. Well, yeah, I'm typically, like on the weekends even, I'm up by 6.30 at the yeah. latest usually. But I, I prefer to be up at night. You do prefer to be up at night? Yeah. Yeah. See, I was just like, at your age, I was just like you. I was a night owl, and I, and I stayed up late all the time. And I actually worked um, for a long time, a three to midnight shift, did the, did the 11 o'clock news on TV. And then I got a job where I did the morning news. Uh, the show started at five in the morning, so I had to be at work by four, getting up at three. Um, so your whole world is constantly jet lagged. You could no longer be a night person. Um, but it was hard. It struck, it was, it, it, for years, I had a hard time with it. It was really, really difficult. Now, uh, it's become normal, but I think we need to be more aware of the fact that all of us are different. We, we operate better at different times. And if you can find a way to sort of make your schedule work around that, we all might be better off. But let's get some details on that. We're going to have a conversation here um, with Aaron Gibbings, who is a postdoctoral fellow in the Sleep Research Laboratory at the University of Ottawa. Aaron, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you talking to me today. Yeah, so let's talk about the parameters of our conversation here. Basically, what we're talking about is identifying what you call chronotypes, right? Let's. What does that mean? Yeah, so chronotype is basically when people are most willing or um, engage in, like, uh, demanding tasks the best. So when are you at your optimum performance and when do you want to be more active or be less active or that kind of stuff? So that's what your chronotype is. And you can either kind of be a morning chronotype where you get up early and get going, this early bird type, or, you know, there's other research that shows you can be this later um, night owl type where you stay up late and you have a hard time getting going. And it's really kind of knowing what one you are and when, when you're best. And, you know, like Sarah and I are talking, and just because of circumstances, she has to be at work at four in the morning. So she doesn't have a choice. But that doesn't necessarily mean that her chronotype is morning person. That just means circumstances are making her be awake in the morning. That's different, right? Uh, to some extent. I think that your chronotype is changeable, right? It's trainable. Yeah. That if you really need to get up and get going and you're like that for a long time, you can train your chronotype to be different, um, you know, there's this, there's, there's a general chronotype that, that changes as you age and kind of gets, you know, like you guys were talking about where it starts really early and then gets later and then gets, um, early again as you get older. But I mean, really it's, it's within, within that, that you can, that there's variability as well from person to person. And, and, and I guess the question, why does it matter? I mean, what, can we actually tailor things? Would we be better suited to, flip some things around, change the way we do things in order to fit more with this natural chronotype that we have. Yeah, I think the research that we have at least shows that, um, you know, you really want to try and optimize your day or when you have to do the things that you need to do to match with your chronotype. Because if you're trying to do it, you know, you're catering to somebody else's schedule, uh, you know, you're, you're really, in essence, you're kind of fighting your own biological rhythms to be your best. And, and I mean, you, it, when you're starting to do that, it might limit your cognitive performance, your cognitive potential. Um, and if you take a look at the way we've set up things, especially when you're talking, like you're, the research shows that, and as you say, it changes as you get older, but when you're younger, typically people are night owls, but we make kids go to school at 8 a.m. It, it, it's totally yeah. contradictory to it, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And the problem is that is that the kids' schedule, the student's schedule, has been set by adults who have a different chronotype than they do, right? Yeah. So if I were designing a school schedule, say, for myself, I would want to put things like math and English and literacy in the morning when I was sharpest. You know, it's when I do my best, it's when I do most of my writing, it's when I do my best thinking. Now, for kids, though, they're probably a little bit better later in the day. So they're kind of fighting a little bit against what their, what, what their bodies are telling them they want to do. Now, the research you're doing, is it changing things? I mean, there's always been a perception of morning people and night owls, but are you sort of saying, hey, we're looking at this wrong? Well, here's the thing. We were actually really surprised by the findings because, like you mentioned, you know, there's a whole body of research out there that actually says that night owls tend to have the advantage cognitively. They tend to be, you know, better on verbal ability, better with short-term memory, that kind of stuff. And what we found is that when you account for key factors like what time you're going to bed and account for age, we found the opposite to be true and that morning types actually tend to have superior verbal ability. So one of the things that we're discovering with this ongoing research is that this relationship between your chronotype and intelligence is actually a lot more complicated than we originally thought. As you would expect, right? We, we sort of assign yeah. these kinds of things without... I'm wondering, how can we assess our own natural chrono... Because we're so built into the schedules that are forced upon us. How do we know if we're naturally a, a night person or a morning person? I mean, that's really tough because I think it's different for each person. Right, yeah. So you may find that if you have a hard time going to bed at night, even within your schedule, maybe you have a bit of a more nighttime chronotype. If you think about your work day, do you find that you're super productive in the morning and like up, you know, before lunch? And that's when you get all your best work done. And then you get that mid-afternoon dip. Or are you one of these people that has a bit of a slow start in the morning? Maybe you want to put some meetings there. Maybe you want to have a few cups of coffee. And then the afternoon is when you really come alive. And maybe it's not so much about changing your whole lifestyle to match your chronotype, but kind of discovering when you're most optimum within the confines or within the constructs of um, what we're doing. Gotcha. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Aaron, thanks so much for being here today. And I appreciate your time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.